Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Downs, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach to live life fully. I am so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find us. This is episode number 21 with Janine Bills Bayman. And in today's episode, we're talking about how Janine, and in today's episode, we're talking about how Janine immigrated to Australia and created her dream life. Welcome, Janine. So, Janine, do you want to tell us a little bit how that happened? How you ended up just literally flying across the world? Kind of like the furthest point when I look at my map. It is. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so I am originally from London, Ontario, Canada, and I now live in the very southwest of regional Western Australia. So way down south, about three and a half hours south of Perth, which is the most isolated city in the world, fun fact. So I'm way wow. across. Yeah, if you drew a line through the planet from where I'm from to here, it would be like straight line. Um, but I ended up here because I'd already traveled to Australia and New Zealand three times. I had a long affinity with Australia happened to be having a trip home a night out with my younger brother. My younger brother had been traveling himself. He'd been out in Banff, Alberta, and just had done a big, big year on the slopes. We were walking into a pub in my hometown in London, Ontario, and ran into uh, my now husband, Daniel Damon. And my brother was like, Dan, and Dan was like, Jordan. And we just, they instantly knew each other. And I'm standing there left there going, uh, he's got an Australian accent. What are you doing here? And the, yeah, they'd worked together for the whole last snow season. And this is my sister. Dan and I got chatting and the next day he actually left for the UK. And back in these days, back in these days, it was like, you know, 2005, 2006, we didn't, we had the internet, but it was not like this. We had MSN messengers. We got to know each other for the month that he was in London, in London, England, um, via MSN messenger and through email photos going back and forth. And then a month later, he came back to my London, Ontario, it landed on my doorstep. We started working there together. And two months later, he said, have you ever been to the West Coast of Oz? I said, well, no. And I still have my working holidays. So yeah, let's go because it's cold and wintry here. It was in December and we thought, why not? Let's go check it out. And so we did. We hopped the plane and off we went. 15 years later, I'm still here, much to my parents' dismay, but yeah, life just, you know, when you're open to adventure, life just mm -hmm. flows. That is crazy. How did your long affinity with Australia happen to be from the nice, beautiful Canadian winter wonderland to the hot, <laughs> wild, fiery, dangerous, literally funniest yeah, totally <laughs> place on earth? Yeah, yeah. So when I was little, I mean, even even growing up when I was really little, I can remember watching a, movie, a TV show called Dot and the Kangaroo. You know, my parents didn't really get it. They couldn't understand why as such a little kid, I was so fascinated with, with the Australian flora and fauna that they showed on that TV show. Um, but I was, I just loved it. If I look back on my life experiences, it was pretty well as soon as I could travel, as soon as I turned, I think it was 18 was my very first trip to Australia. I remember just, I went solo. I packed my bag and went by myself up the East coast and just did, did a lot of little tours along the way. 
but I knew people. I'd already connected with people through summer camps, working in the summer camp system in the US who were from Australia. So I had people to meet along the way and that I could travel with. And that just opened my eyes to, I suppose, the diversity and the natural beauty that Australia has to offer. I still absolutely love Canada, but you know, down here in the Southwest of WA, I've just come to appreciate I suppose the climate, you know, that, that it, adventure is all around me. We can go to the beach. We can, we, can, we can go ride our horses. We can go through the forest. We can do so many outdoors activities year round. That's just magnificent. And you're right, though. There are some really serious bushfires happening on up, up north, up in Perth right now. And thankfully not down where we are. You know, bushfires and that sort of danger. I suppose there's an element of adventure with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, it's, it's that you never know. It's the unknown, right? Part of being living an adventurous lifestyle is you never know what's going to happen next. And it's always, as long as you're prepared, as long as you have your plan of the just in case if that happened, then you can still live in a really amazing life. And we've lived an amazing life over here. That is incredible. How would you say you started building your life, the like remotest place, literally isolated from coming from Canada, which like a London is a pretty small little cute town. I mean, it's growing, obviously, but it's so different yes. to just go into the bush and like have you guys have horses and your ta- daughter has this little like cute unicorn horse. And all yeah, yeah. Things. How did you come from the like settled normal kind of life to like the big adventure? Oh, that's a big question. Good, good question, Vivi. Gosh, I suppose when I've always been a really adventurous person, even growing up, like I was always, you know, wanting to try everything. Like I wanted to try skiing and I wanted to try wakeboarding and I wanted to, and I got good at those things just through practice and, and not being afraid, I suppose, to try. Um, and I'd grown up horse riding and, and doing a lot of things in my childhood that would lead me to, I suppose, embracing a more adventurous lifestyle. When we first landed in Perth, um, I had a very, you know, I suppose, traditional job. I um, started working as a high performance manager for a state sporting organization. So that was assisting athletes go from their grassroots development all the way up through to the Olympic level. And that was amazing. But once I had my first child, I realized that that wasn't really the life that we wanted. And I started building out a company called Mums with Bubs Fitness, which was specializing in pre and postnatal health for women um, Mm -hmm. that they could do with their babies. And that business became really, really successful and grew across the state and had a large number of people working for it. But in July 2018, I had a life altering injury happen and a whole sequence of events happen. I was supposed to go back to Canada with my children. Um, They didn't have the right visas because they at that stage only had Australian citizenship, not Canadian and Australian citizenship. And, um, and the whole trip got canned. So I I sort of felt like, well, what's What does this mean? What am I supposed to learn from this? Not even six weeks later, I had a head injury occur, a very random accident that caused me to have to stop teaching in my business completely mm-hmm. and essentially pulled the rug right out from under me. It was all that I could do was whatever I could do from my laptop with large amounts of rest throughout my day. And when you're a mom with two little kids and no family support, it really led us to question, what the heck are we doing? Like my husband was working long hours in the city in a job that he really didn't like, but it paid the bills. I was a successful business, but it was burning me out. I didn't have time to be a mom, I suppose. I was constantly, we had, we had au pairs and um, the kids were at daycare as much as possible. So we just asked ourselves, if in 10 years time, if, if there's one thing that we didn't do, what would, it, what would it be? Like, what would we regret most that we didn't try? 
and it was moving to the country. Like we really both felt this affinity to move to the country. So we started looking and we started actually embracing the idea. And I started looking at my business and thinking, well, how can I migrate everything online? Because at that time it was mostly face-to-face with a very few number of online programs. It wasn't even probably seven months into looking for the right property. We found where we are now. It was exactly And when I say exactly, like exactly everything that I had listed off, because I'm very much into manifesting and um, the law of attraction and energetic alignment. And that's actually what I coach my clients on these days is holding the vision so crystal clear in your mind for what you want your life to look like, that it becomes real. Every day I would meditate on a vision of what exactly this house is. And then seven months later, we found it. Like, And if I, I still have the clipping the house color is the same. The wraparound porch is the same. The roses climbing along the rails is the same. You know, the gardens um, with the lavender and the roses, everything was 100% and it was the exact price that we needed it to be as well to make it work. So it was a no brainer. It was like, this is our, this is it. This is our property. But the journey since then in setting up was, it, it has been a real journey. And our actual, um, our other property in the city didn't close until three days before COVID hit. So we were very lucky in that all coming through when it did. Um, but it's just madness. Like, yeah, you're right. We live down here now with, we've probably got nearly a hundred animals on the property and we're starting a retreat in our forest, which is more, you know, meditation and yoga and really bringing yourself back to yourself in nature. It's just a dream come true. We love it. That is so inspiring. Just like, oh, we're just going to go to the country and I'm just going to manifest this beautiful house and all these animals. and. <laughs> Who takes care of these hundred animals and what kind of animals do you have? That sounds like a full-time job in itself. Well, it sort of is. My husband actually isn't working at the moment because he is full-time on the property maintaining everything because it's a lot of work. And even for me, it's funny. Like I have to step off and step into, I call it boss mode, right? Where Mm -hmm. initially I'll wake up, I'll do my meditation and my stretch and sequence with my, with my online uh, fitness community. And then I will put my muddy boots on and my, my big jacket on and I'll go out and I'll get the hay and all the grain and I'll go around to all the different animals. And, you know, so my husband and I really have to work in a team when it comes to feeding and, and injuries. Like there's always bloody something with animals. You never know who's going to get hurt when, and it is time consuming, but we've got two horses, two sheep, two goats, one ginormous pig named Winnie, probably about 30 odd ducks, a lot of, a lot, a lot of chickens because my husband's right into chickens and all different breeds of chickens apparently it's a thing (laughs) two dogs one cat two guinea pigs have i got everybody i think that's it but we've got yeah and two kids on top of that and two kids (laughs) and two kids who who just you know in the city they were all about the screens and moving out here was all about the green and they've embraced it they love it and we all do How do you think it has impacted your kids to live a life from looking at video screens, like screens all the time, to just living out in the wild? How has it changed the trajectory of their life or how they live their life and experience it? Yes, so much, so much. I mean, it's just, it's night and day. 
like where we lived in Perth was very much, we had a, we had a fairly large block, a fairly large lot of land, mm -hmm. um, but everybody around us was now triplexes and duplexes and still a beautiful area, but very much a concrete jungle. That stage that we wanted to find a school that embraced outdoor nature-based principles of learning. We wanted a lifestyle where they could wake up in the morning and go outside and ride their bikes freely around without needing to worry about cars and about, you know, getting them getting picked up by somebody and all that, right? So I think, it's it's changed their lives a hundred percent for the better like they they love going into the garden and picking fresh vegetables they love interacting with all of the animals and mm. it's taught them a sense of responsibility i think not just for the the animals but for our planet like they can see the direct correlation between what grows in the garden what grows in the field and how those things work um and yeah i think they're going to grow up being a much more i suppose understanding and proactive person like people because of that like they just so far so far so good <laughs> so far they love it and they love going to school whereas in the city they we couldn't get them to learn for the life of us so they didn't want it in the city that is so beautiful so and I feel good. it really keeps you having an active lifestyle as well because you got to go out and do all oh. these things and it's so beautiful whereas in a city you get so comfortable just sitting on your sofa and watching something yes Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. And look, I'm not to say that the screens don't come out, guys, because trust me, they definitely do. Look, we're, we're in lockdown ourselves over here. Fortunate for us, lockdown means on this massive property with heaps mm -hmm. and heaps of outdoors things to do all the time. The screens still come out and sometimes you just got to go with it. <laughs> And it's fine. Your sanity is worth it. <laughs> oh, that's the best. <laughs> Janine, if anyone is like, oh my God, I love the life that she's living and I want to manifest that too, but I'm like, I struggle so much how, and I don't know where to start. What would you tell them? What advice would you give them? I suppose, number one, um, you need to really know what it is you want and what you don't want. So, and that this is a big thing that people tell me they often have never even thought about before. You know, what, what is it that I want in my life? Yeah. And if you're finding that you're struggling with that question, just asking yourself, what, what is it that I really don't like in my life right now? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, do I, is it the traffic? Is it this financial stress? Is it um, the fact that I am in a concrete jungle? If you can start to get re really get crystal clear on what lights you up and brings you joy and that, that, that excited feeling, you know, that adventure tends to give us, bring that to other areas of your life as well where you can feel excited and you can't wait to go and do that because, and I suppose, and then, you know, there's, there's the thought process behind it, actually writing it down, not just thinking it, but actually writing it down, reminding yourself affirmations and tapping are a big EFT are two big things that I use a lot in my practice. And also vision boarding. I mean, I know like manifesting and vision boarding or manifesting boards are something that, you know, not all people do, but I 100% have done them always. And they have helped me consistently throughout my business because, and my life, because it's, you know, on those days where you have that self-doubt, like the self-doubt always comes back. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be that voice telling you, what the heck do you think you're doing? You can remind yourself by looking at your vision board, why, why you're doing what you're doing. And I suppose also sharing it with a group of like-minded people. Like for years, my husband, bless him, because he's, he's come a long way and he now goes along with all these wild and crazy dreams quite openly. But when we were in the city and he was working his traditional job in you know corporate Australia, he did often say to me, what, what the heck? Like, you need to go back to your full-time job. Like, this is just a joke. Why, why, are, you even, why are you even trying? You, you know, he would be very much into that mindset. So I needed to find a group 
that shared my passion for, you know, building an online business. Mm -hmm. And when I did, and I began to share those dreams and those aspirations with them, everything changed. So I actually built an entire, um, an entire program around this whole thought process and this pattern that's allowed me to manifest these crazy, awesome things throughout my life. And I've called it Aspire. It's an online four-day program. And it, it walks people through each of these steps that they can take in their own lives, because I fully believe you never, you never stuck, you know, you might, you might stay still for a while. You might be in, in one place for a while, but you're never stuck. How you move forward and through that is entirely up to you in your perception of that moment. Keep moving forward, guys, right? You, you never know what you might manifest yeah. right around the corner. That's so true. What do you do to encourage your kids to manifest their dreams and go after what they want? Oh, good question. They love vision boarding. They really do. They have been a part of making our family vision board, mm -hmm. um, but they actually have started making their own vision boards as well. So, you know, different experiences that they, I mean, they're only six and eight, so they're still really little, but they've seen what happens when you, when you take action on your dreams, right? Like they've seen it. It's right here in front of us. Yeah. They very much are aware of, you know, vision boarding and also meditation. Look, we don't meditate every day. There's certainly, we need to find those times throughout our day that we do, but they do love it. They still, you know, for having a really wild and crazy day where emotions are all over the place, I will, we will lay in bed together and we will meditate. It might be a guided meditation, but they understand that, that it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of the same. And then also dr drawing it out. So my son, I'll just give you an example here. My son, who I think he was probably four and a half and I was teaching Aspire and he, I was doing, doing it, my online program and he was just sitting there drawing. He was being really good and quiet and he was just sitting there drawing as I was talking through with my clients. At the end of what I was saying, he held up this picture that he'd drawn and it was an airplane with all of us climbing onto the airplane. And he said, mommy, I said, I really want this to happen. So I've drawn a picture of it and see there's you and daddy and Ruby and I. And I was like, that's awesome, honey. Where are we going? He's like, well, we're going to Canada and we're going to go to California and we're going to go do there first. And then we're going to go there. And I was like, that's it. perfect. Thank you, darling. So even when they're little, they take it all in. <laughs> we don't know when, but we're open to the infinite possibility of it. Right. What is next for you to manifest on your big dreams board? I suppose it's mostly... Oh gosh, there's still so many things around our property that were that are a work in progress. The retreat, having the retreats consistently sold out and having regular bookings there when it becomes the Airbnb, that's up there. I suppose it's also down to a lot of travel, you know, which is beyond us. And also in my business, you know, I'm really focusing in on, on my podcast as well. I'm focusing in on building my online business even more. So I've sort of like over the last two years been establishing myself and now it's a matter of step it up and step it up and step it up. Right. So making sure that I'm serving my clients at the highest potential for myself and for them. Yeah. It's, it's those sort of things and lots of adventure you know, skiing in Japan, skiing out in Whistler with my friends, a lot of things that are beyond our control right now, but you just hold the vision, right? Stay, stay open to infinite possibility and be prepared just in case. Check your passports, guys, right? Like just in case, make sure they're all in date and um, be ready for when, it, for when it does happen again. So part of your manifestation process is also to be ready and prepared anytime for the adventures that might come. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. And what I mean by that is, so for example, um, when, when my children and I were supposed to go to Canada, 
you know, we had the whole trip planned. I had seven weeks of workshops planned out. I thought this is it. You know, I've been building this business for seven years and I'm finally breaking it internationally where, you know, in Ontario, yes, let's go. And yeah, 10 days out, we realized that they needed to be traveling on Canadian citizenship. So they needed to have Canadian passports, not be traveling on Australian passports because they were traveling with me as a Canadian citizen and not their father who is an Australian citizen. You know, little things like that where I can't help but wonder if I had have been prepared in that moment, that would have changed again everything. Like that's a whole another trajectory of life that could have happened if I had been prepared for that moment. So everything happens for a reason. I believe that. But if you really, really want to make sure that everything is going to fall into place and you need to be ready, like for this property, we, I, as soon as the decision was made that we were going to start looking, we, I, I clipped out the picture for the vision board. I've meditated on it every single day. I started painting my, our old house and painting the interior and working religiously at preparing it for sale. We started looking on weekends to find the property that we were searching for. So all of those pieces of the puzzle needed to fall into place. You know, we needed to make sure that we were prepared for the opportunity to happen. My business needed to be online if I was going to be able to work in a regional part of Australia where there's really not much work. So it was just a matter of, yeah, constantly thinking, okay, there's the goal. How can I reverse engineer that and draw it back? You know, break it down into little signposts along the way. The path might vary, but if you know what your signposts are that you need to, to, to get done in order to be prepared, then you're moving in the right direction and the universe will reward you for that. That's so amazing. Janine, what does living life fully mean to you? Living life fully means to me, it means having your health, embracing the opportunities that come your way every day. And even if feel like I'll use the word stuck again, mm-hmm. you just, it's all about your perception of that. You know, you're not stuck. You're still, how can you use your time and your stillness to then live a full life that will then prepare you for the life that you might be dreaming of right so if you can actually really lean into that no matter what the circumstance no matter where i am i'm going to use this time that i have to embrace whatever it is that i can do right now in this moment then that's living a full life and always keeping your eyes on the vision for what you want your overall life legacy to look like keep moving towards that you know no matter what even in the moments where we might be in lockdown, even when it might feel like there's nothing within our control, there's still so much every day that's within our control. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes we forget, but it's always good to remind ourselves. Yeah, yeah. That's so perfect. Yes. Where can people find you if they want to know more about you, if they want to work with you, if they want to know, follow you on your journey, all the beautiful things, if they want to like possibly go and visit you on the retreat in the Airbnb, hopefully soon. Um, where's the best yes. place? Tell us all the yes. things. Okay. So you guys can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Janine Diltz Bayman, and that's spelled J-E-N-I-N-E. Dilts, D-I-L-T-S, Bayman, B-A-Y-A-B-A-Y-M-A-N, all put together in one word. Um, I'm the same on all of my socials, so you'll find me across um, across the boards on there. Um, I'm mostly active on Facebook, though, so you'll see me over there a lot lately. But um, my website is the same, JanineDiltsBayman.com, and my podcast is Your Healthy Business. So you guys can listen in over there as well. Um, and yeah, we would love to see some of you down here in the southwest of WA. It's a beautiful place to be. A nice big old ancient growth forest, the only of their kind in the world. And the ocean isn't far. And 
beautiful fresh produce year round. It's just, it's a magnificent place to live. So it's got a beautiful energy to it. We'd love to see more of you down here. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for everything. This has been so amazing. And I can't wait to see how your retreat goes and all the beautiful magical vibes that are going to be happening over there. Oh, thank <laughs> you. No, I just got to keep all the animals healthy and we'll be good. <laughs> perfect oh my god thank you so much <laughs> you're very welcome thank you so much for having me Vivi and everyone else I hope that I will see you across the interwebs really really soon thank you